Welcome back, guys, to this week's episode of Cutting a Rusty. Uh, we're here with the usual crew, minus Hayden. He's quit. Cam and Cruz with us. Hayden has unfortunately abandoned us. Uh, I got better. Due to uh, some exams coming up this week, he's been kind of MIA over the past two weekends, unfortunately. Um, he skipped out on the trip this weekend. Um, so first off, I'm going to go ahead and apologize to you guys. We kind of lied. Sorry. Um, that's on us. Uh, the plan was that we were going to come at you guys with a fishing report um, live every night from Cherokee. Uh, didn't work that way. Some stuff happened, so we kind of got busy and caught up running around. Um, so didn't do that. Uh, good news coming out of this weekend was that we all passed our nuisance license. Uh, we all got like a 91, so... 90s i think somewhere in there so we all did pretty well um looking forward to submitting that application and following up with our next steps on that um that'll probably be upcoming on this week um beyond that in terms of what we did this weekend uh, that's going to be pretty much the bulk of this episode so um friday got out after our nuisance exam i took it at what 10 Took us about an hour or so. Uh, went and grabbed some food. Got on the water about 12.30, 1-ish. Um, got some good fishing in. Fished till about 4, uh, maybe 4.30, about three and a half hours or so. Uh, put in at Quarryville on Cherokee. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's up in the river. Uh, pretty much new area. I don't think I'd ever been there before. No hide and fished it. Um, looked good. Um, got on the right stuff. Just couldn't find the right bite. Managed to catch two on cranks, and uh, Cam caught one kind of crappie fishing behind the boat. Inadvertently. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, That's how she rolls. It is. Still counts. That's right. Fish is a fish. In terms of, uh, in terms of crappie, we sucked. <laughs> we, uh, we came up on some... Crazy brush piles on Cherokee up in the river. I mean, it was, we marked fish. Uh, didn't figure out what they were because we didn't catch anything. But, I mean, maybe we should have spent more time doing it. Maybe not. Don't know. Um, Got distracted. Yeah. A little, bass. little distracted on the bass fishing. So, uh, the plan was to fish Cherokee, Cherokee on Friday and then head to oh, Douglas on, on Saturday. Um, the Douglas plan kind of got a fork thrown in it uh, we got a call from our buddy blake who's fishing the morristown marine tournament and asked me to fish it with him uh, so i hopped in his boat on saturday and we fished that tournament um i'll save that for our midweek episode here um so yeah saturday was pretty much no fish for all of us um we wrapped it up on sunday by moving to norris uh, managed to do pretty good on Norse. Oh, yeah. We fished for about, what, three hours or so? Two and a half, really? Somewhere in there. Um, did really, really good. Uh, managed to, to land five. Uh, got on a super good bite. Figured out the pattern literally as soon as we put in the water. I think second cast, we had a fish. So, um, Norse seems to be pretty predictable for us. Uh, seems to be a good numbers lake. Maybe not so much on size, but definitely the numbers game really? plays on Norris. Um, caught some pretty good quality fish, honestly. Yeah. I think Cruz had one over two pounds. Uh, 
which is not bad at all for right now, especially not only going what, maybe a quarter mile from the boat ramp. Yep. Um, <laughs> so the wind was absolutely gassing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we were white capping. <laughs> it was a mess. But uh, we managed to just kind of get up in hollers and uh, focus on wood that seemed to be any kind of lay down in the water, um, any kind of tree, bush, stump, whatever it may be, seemed to hold our bots. Um, tried to fish rock because that was what the pattern was all weekend on Cherokee, but was the complete opposite. Um, they held the wood pretty good on uh, Norris. So we started throwing some chatterbaits, some spinnerbaits, uh, came through a crank for a while, uh, through a chatterbait for a while. We just switched everything up until we found what worked. Uh, spinnerbait and the chatterbait did pretty good. That landed our five for us. Um, overall, pretty good day. I'm really, really growing fond of Norris. That was the second time I've been on it. <clears throat> Put it in the same place and did the exact same thing twice and caught fish. Same spot, too. And two completely different. Yep. Like seasons. Yep. I think the last time we fished it was, uh, when was that? I think it was early fall. Uh, yeah, like early October, maybe somewhere in there. I think it was earlier than that. It was on our fall break, right? Mm, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think so. It was leading into our fall break. That's yeah, what it was. yeah. So <laughs> somewhere in early October, maybe mid-October I think somewhere. It was the first week of October. Yeah. Uh, same bot. Uh, Norris seems to be, to us, pretty dictated by wind. Uh, when the wind's blowing, we can pretty much find the fish uh, tucked in the brush. I don't know if that's seeking cover. I don't know if that's waiting on some shad to blow by that they can eat. Uh, either way, it works. And it's like the same day. Like As long as it's gassing up through there, you can catch one. But if it's calm for like 10 minutes, you don't get anything. Exactly. There was a direct correlation between the fish caught and how the wind was blowing the yeah. second we got out of the wind nothing happened the yeah. second we got back in the wind as bad as it was to hold the boat in we caught fish so um if you're going to norris make sure it's a windy day like we're talking 10 15 mile an hour like white capping make gassing. sure she's gassing before you go to norris and honestly the same applied on cherokee um I, like i said i mean i fished there the majority of the day saturday um uh, in that morristown marine tournament and that seemed to be the pattern as well wind played huge on that first half of the day we didn't have any latter half of the day we had some and our numbers completely turned around um but we'll get into that later uh, on this upcoming episode um so what do you what do you guys think that we could have done different on cherokee maybe knowing now what we knew through Saturday when with me and Blake fishing. And I mean, how do you think we could adjust it uh, as opposed to just pretty much cranking rock? Yeah. Um, for one, we could have got in a little earlier, I think. Yeah. You know, we couldn't have, cause y'all had that exam. Right. But, yeah. I think if we would have put it in the morning, I mean, Blake called us and said that he went out. I don't know when he went out, but it was in the morning and he said he had two or three really nice ones Yeah, up near the dam. So, yeah, and that was, we were on polar opposite ends of the lake, I mean, like 25, 28 points away from each other. As anymore. far away as you can almost get. Yeah. <laughs> Damn the river. Yep. Doing two completely different things and still catching fish, both of us. Yeah. So, uh, he had wind down there when he was in practice uh, on Cherokee. Cherokee's almost 100% dependent on the wind. Um, yeah. If the wind is blowing there, the smallmouth turn on. I mean... 
they don't like calm bluebird sky conditions. We figured that out. I mean, if it's if that's the case, you might as well just pack it up and go to Douglas or not even go out. I mean, it's it's a stroke. Yeah, when it gets to that point, when it's bluebird skies, no wind, that's when you get on your you're just going to have to find them and drop on them and yep. just fish that way. That is a, a definite sign to head offshore, uh, especially water clarity plays big into that too. Um, we're not really keyed in on the offshore bite yet. That's something we're trying to figure out right now. Um, something that I wish we would have figured out for Saturday. Um, but the majority of fish we caught and the majority of fish that we have caught over the past couple of times we went have all come off of either cranks or jerk baits. Um, something up shallow, you know, 10 foot or less, pretty much just focusing on rock transitions. That seemed to be the big key for us on Friday. Um, whether it was a gravel bank going into a little chunk rock or a clay bank going into big boulders, whatever it was, if there was a transition, we were getting hit, we were getting bites, and we were marking fish on the graph. So, you know, little keys like that uh, can help you really key in on what you're doing and, and how to catch them. Uh, beyond that, you just got to figure out what to throw and what they're hitting. Yep. Uh, when we put in, the water clarity changed big time. Yeah, uh, it seemed like the farther we got up river from Quarryville, the clearer it got. Which is uh, kind of backwards. Yeah, <laughs> usually the dam's clear and the right. river's muddy. Right. So uh, the farther we went up, uh, not only did the clear it get, but it also got really warm. I think we hit 60 degree water temp on that flat that we fished there in Caney Creek. Um, yeah. Which is ridiculous for the first week of March. I mean, that's almost unheard of. Uh, usually you're well up into the second or third week before you even get in like 55. Um, so that's going to throw these fish for a loop this week. I mean, 60, 55 to 60 range, that's that's spawn temperatures. I mean, stuff's starting to pull up. Uh, things are starting to happen, uh, especially smallmouth. They spawn a little bit colder than largemouth. So, I mean, by, you know, the end of this week of temp, I think temps are supposed to dip back down. Uh, There's a little bit colder this morning. Yeah. But, um I think water temp will probably stay in the 50s this week, like low 50s, probably 51, 52. Yeah, probably. At the end of this cold front. And then that cold Saturday is going to really change. That's going to be brutal. Yep. Uh, 20 degrees when the water is 60 is not good. That's that's an interesting time to be on the water. <laughs> yep. That's going to shut it down Saturday. Super glad that uh, we're not fishing the BFL on Saturday. I think they actually moved that uh, due to the weather. Really? They, they bumped it back a week, and I think uh, Douglas and Cherokee is going to be back-to-back that Saturday and Sunday. So it's going to be That's it's going to be rough for somebody somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it beats fishing in 20-degree weather. So Yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier uh, when we got there. You know, if that temperature would have stayed the same for, like, the rest of this week leading into next week, they would have been, like, pulling up to spawn. Yep. Um, that's something that we found out Saturday too. A lot more fish were at, like actively pulling up as we came into our spots. Um, I don't know if that was just, you know, fish coming up uh, because of the water temp, fish coming up because it's the time of year, but it seemed like they were just pulling up because you typically you can tell uh, the coloration of a fish, like if it's been in dark, muddy water or if it's pulled up shallow. Typically your shallow fish are going to be more, uh, have your lateral line, uh, really predominant. Uh, you can see their spots and their stripes if it's a smallmouth. Uh, and pretty much none of the fish we caught on Cherokee this weekend had a real dominant lateral line or any kind of stripes or anything like that. Um, 
they all seemed like they were in cold water just coming up because it was warm to stage. Uh, and that's typical pre-spawn bite. I mean, I feel like we got on a little bit of a pre-spawn <laughs> bite this weekend, especially on Norris. I feel like that's that was like your typical pre-spawn bite. You should go out with a moving bait, something that's real big, real flashy, makes a lot of noise, and just absolutely kill them one cast after another. And that's pretty much what we did. Um, beyond that, I mean, you know, we might could have tried, you know, finesse up in the river where the water was so clear. Um, that's something that me and Blake discussed on Saturday too. Yeah. Um, it might have played. It might not have played. Um, you know, typically you don't want to crankbait in super clear water just because they're able to see what's going on with the bait. Um, if it's clear, you know, you throw something like a, a really natural jerk bait or a, a swim bait that's natural shad color, something along those lines that they're used to seeing that doesn't look too out of the ordinary. Um, I mean, you take a big red crankbait that's really aggressive and bright orange and you sling it in clear water, you're not going to get bit near as many times as you do if it's got a little stain to it. So um, Norris was a little stained. I'd say you probably yeah. had maybe a foot visibility at best. Probably. If the bank wasn't blown out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Cherokee was, I'd say, a foot and a half up in the river, honestly, where we were. Uh, it was it got pretty clear that's very untypical with cherokee usually it's it's decently got a stain to it almost uh all year long um you know pretty good conditions though leading into the rest of march um i feel like if you give it a week let that water temp come back up off this cold front this weekend uh, the bite's going to be on there and it's going to be on heavy yeah. so that bfl coming up i really expect some big bags caught um, I mean, we're talking bags like in the 20s off Cherokee, and that's that's pretty tough to do. Um, Norris is on right now. I mean, it's it's ready. Um, I feel like if we were maybe out of the river and down lake a little bit more, we might have got some bigger bots. I don't know. Um, don't know Norris that well. Honestly, we really just stumbled upon it. Uh, back in October and just got on the same pattern today because really that late fall transition period into winter and early spring going into spring is kind of the same bite. Yeah. Uh, you fish it the same way. The temps are almost the same. You've just got rising temps in the spring and then falling temps, obviously going into winter and the fall. So uh, with that in mind, you know, kind of fish the same pattern and it worked. So um, fishing these lakes, especially, uh, if you're in East Tennessee, I mean, you got to adjust on the fly. There's no really one specific technique that's going to work 100% of the time. And that applies to anywhere, obviously. But it seems like even more so on these lakes, um, you really have to adjust to if the wind's blowing, how's the water clarity, what the temp is. I mean, there's a lot of things that come into play. Um, the only pattern that we've seen hold true so far has been Norris, and we've only been on twice. Yeah. So, um, We'll definitely be hitting it more um, as we fish more, as we make more trips to Tennessee. So we'll keep you guys updated on that. We'll see if that pattern holds true. If we can afford to get there. Yeah, gas prices. Jesus. It's getting to be a mess. I think the gas went up like 30, 40 cents over the weekend. Yeah, while we, drove we, were, down, while we were down there. Yeah, we drove down on Thursday night, and it was at like 379 Got down there. Uh, it's Friday morning going out, and it was like three ninety nine, and it's 
ridiculous. I mean, gas is crazy expensive right now. So, um, don't know how the fishing is going to go with gas prices like that, but we'll, you never know. We'll see what we can do. Um, that was pretty much the weekend wrap up. I mean, unfortunately, not a whole lot of crappie, uh, not the plan that we wanted. Um, but we did get some good fishing in. Uh, we did cover a lot of water on both Cherokee and Norris with the time that we had. Fun time. It was a good time. Great time. Good weekend. Great uh, weather. Great, awesome weather. Yeah. For March, first week of March, you can't beat that. Nope. I mean, it was like, I got sunburnt Saturday, <laughs> if that says anything at all. So, uh, yeah, really, really good weekend. Um, really good, uh, really good fish catches. Can't complain at all. So, uh, if y'all were out on the water this weekend, I know I saw a lot of people post on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, drop it in the comments. Let us know how you did. Uh, we thought we did pretty good with what we had, but you never know. Somebody else could have thrown something else or found some crappie or who knows. So let us know. Uh, drop a pic in the comments if you can under our Facebook post. Uh, be cool to see what you guys caught this weekend and how you guys did. So... With that, um, you guys got anything else to add? I mean, I feel like that sums the weekend up pretty good. That was about it. Yep. We had a game plan. We didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Blake threw a curveball in the mix. Yeah. So Dylan uh, got robbed from us Saturday. Yeah. I, I had to take my talents elsewhere to the big Indian on Saturday again. It worked out. It did. It was it was good. It was fun. Uh it's got it's got me and Blake in the Morristown Marine Trail now. <laughs> So that means more, <laughs> more tournaments. Uh, we'll hit you guys back on the next episode with that. Uh, give you guys a game plan for the upcoming. Uh, we'll talk more about that um, as we go forward. So that pretty much wraps up this episode, guys. Uh, just a quick little recap tonight on uh, how we did this weekend, uh, kind of explaining what the heck happened to us over the weekend. Um, not a whole lot of sleep. No. At all. Mm -mm. I think I slept maybe six hours all weekend. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, uh, did a lot of fishing. Not a whole lot of sleeping. Uh, but that happens when you get up early and fish and then go to bed late. So It's way easier to do that than going to work after no sleep. Listen, I go into work. I wake up at 3.30 to go into this rotation. And 3.30 on Saturday morning, fishing that tournament, with uh, going to bed at 1 was a whole lot easier than waking up when I go to bed at 9 and wake up at 3.30 in the morning. And that day at the office feels a lot longer oh, than on the water. Eight hours on the water in a tournament feels about like three hours. <laughs> so, you know, the old wise tale, a good day on the water beats a day in the office. So, all right, that's it. That's all we got for this episode, guys. We're going to wrap it up and... Uh, Going to go ahead and uh, film our next episode tonight. Hopefully kick that out toward the end of the week and get back on a schedule for you guys. Um, all of us are home right now, so we're going to take these last two weeks that we're all together to kind of kick out as much content as we possibly can, um, get into as much as we possibly can. So you guys just stay tuned. Um, and we will keep you guys posted. Thanks. Love you guys.